Hello. Hey. Welcome to Dyslexic Heart number 40. We're making a podcast. Yep. We did one of these relatively <clears throat> recently, didn't April 13th. We? Wow. I know. We're back already. You never know when we're going to do a Dyslexic Heart podcast. Sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's a month. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We got a lot to talk about this time. We do. We've been thinking, we, like, last weekend, we're like, next weekend we got to do a Dyslexic Heart because we got so much to talk about. And we're feeling it. So there you go. I hope you wrote down the stuff we need to talk about because I'm probably going to forget. I have a little bit of a list, but it all pretty much centers around our activities last weekend. Okay. Most of it does. Not all of it. So yeah. I'm assuming you have a playlist as well? I have. uh, I'll be jumping. Not really. I'll be jumping between things. I have some stuff in iTunes. I got some stuff on Spotify. All right. So it'll be a technological clusterfuck is what it'll be. That's okay. But that's okay. Um. So, where should we begin? Should we talk? Just talk about what we Let's did last. Let's begin weekend? at the beginning. <laughs> All right. So last weekend was uh, an event that we we did some non Vegas travel, which we try to get in at least once a year now. Mm-hmm. And we it's, went. It's good for us. It is good for us, man. We had some fucking fun. It was such a good time. It was the most for so many reasons. It, it was, was just. It was. It reminded me of our Madison Chicago trip. Yeah, like same. Like just, I just felt so good being, being away, away and being and having no obligations. We and, I mean, we had stuff lined up, but, but it was. It, it it didn't feel like pressure. Yeah, it was yeah. all fun. It was and it was a quick trip. We were we so we went to Boston, and we were there for three nights, and it was action packed, but not so much that that like, we didn't feel like we felt like we got to relax. Yeah, but we packed a lot into a very short amount of time. Yeah. So the reason that we went... But we also napped. We did nap. We got in some good napping. Yeah. Um, which we needed because it sustained us through some long mm-hmm. evenings, which were great. So the reason that we went to Boston uh, was Frank Turner, who we've played here many, many times. He had a four-day festival called lost evenings and the previous two years it's been in london and this year he decided to move it to the u.s and chose boston Mm -hmm. and as soon as it was announced and tickets went on sale we're like yes we're going so we had tickets for all four nights but with flights and vacation time and all that stuff we couldn't Mm -hmm. make the first night which was an acoustic set so we went to the other three yep and it's not just him there's a lot oh there's so much going on at this festival now here's a here's a weird thing we took in a tiny tiny bit but I'm so happy with what we did, though. I am. And you know what? I have a better understanding of... There have been times where we have our our event in Vegas, Vim mm-hmm. for the summit or whatever it happens to be at the time. And there have been people who I know who have gone, and I didn't even know they were there. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. participate heavily. They yeah. went to maybe the main event, and maybe they were kind mm-hmm. of lurking in the background. And they just they weren't comfortable doing a lot of stuff or mm-hmm. maybe doing the social stuff. Right, which is okay. But I understand, because we kind of did that this time. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily that it was like, oh, I don't feel like jumping in. I don't feel like, it was more like, oh, this is the kind of stuff, this is the stuff we want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But I still felt part of the overall event. Yeah. Very much a part of it. And yes. it was like, there was just a good feeling around this whole thing. Because mm-hmm. it was, uh, House of Blues holds 2,500 people. And not everybody went every night. But so roughly, you know, let's say three, 4,000 people total over the mm-hmm. four days. Um, who were all there for the love of one band's music, but it had a bigger feeling to it. Just yeah. a good fucking vibe. Yeah. 
And you were on, there was a Facebook group devoted yeah. to it. So there's a, I'm not, there's a Facebook group called Frank Turner Army that I'm not a part of, but then they did a subgroup just for this event. Mm-hmm. And it was, there was a lot of action. Like I could barely keep up with the stuff, checking yeah. it several times a day. Um, But even being part of that made you feel like, you're I, like, and I was sharing a lot of it with you too, yeah. but getting so bits I... and pieces of other things that were going on. So in addition to Frank Turner playing, he took over House of Blues for the four days and he, he and had a couple bars nearby yeah, on the main stage. He had three openers each night and then they had a smaller room called the Nick Alexander stage. It was um, in their restaurant. No, they or was a, it a bar? It was a bar. Okay, they have a separate yeah. restaurant. Okay, because it seems kind of small to be yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, no, they have a separate restaurant space, but it was in. A, Although you could get food, it was in a sidebar right by the entrance that held I don't know maybe a hundred, hundred fifty people tops if they're packed in. Yeah, it was pretty small space, um, but they had a smaller stage in there where they had four acts a day, and they they um they alternated. They spaced between them. that stage and the main stage. So if somebody really wanted to, they could take in all eight bands. Yeah. And people did. There yeah. were some people who there were, were people going moving between. back and forth. In addition to that, during the day in the foundation room, which is a separate part of the F- House of Blues, they had two panels in the mm-hmm. afternoon where panel discussions on different topics. Like mental health. Um, one of them was Frank's most recent book. Uh, some of, yeah, he did um, a he didn't ask and ask me anything. There was one with his crew. Yeah. So a lot of different topics. Um so yeah, it was a cool, different things about being in the music industry Yeah, for people who are interested in that. We didn't go to any of we the didn't. panels. Uh, that was a really small space too. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't it, people have to line up for like a couple hours in yeah, advance? I think, and we just I think at to, least an hour. Yeah. So that, that didn't happen. Um, but, but I liked knowing it was there. We had other stuff going on during the day. And then in mm-hmm. addition to that, they had a deal with a local tattoo parlor. If people wanted to go in and get... Um, they had a bunch of different flash tattoo options, so you go in and get a quick tattoo for the mm-hmm. event. And a lot and they of people had special did. tattoos just for the event. Yep, yep. They had um, like six hours a day, I think, at least at another bar. They had mm. a an open, an open mic. mic. Yeah, and then some of the people from the Nick Alexander stage, some of the people the from smaller both stage and the main stage as well. Some, well, some of like um, Frank's drummer did a set. Yeah, his roadie did a set. Oh, his, his girlfriend did a set. He uh-huh. did a set. Um, Skinny Lister, who played the main stage, they went in and did a set. So he, he encouraged acts, but then it was a lot of people who were just there, like us, mm-hmm. who wanted to get up and perform. So I love that idea that anybody, anybody who was there, could go home and say, "I performed at Lost, Lost Evenings," Evenings. which yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool, and that's kind of Frank's ph- philosophy on things: is mm-hmm. like, this is not me up on stage. This is us having a thing. It's yeah. It's our event. Yeah. And he, it's not just a lip service. He lives no, that. He, yeah. And he said it multiple times. Right. Over... He's like, this, sh- this show is going to be good if you make it good. This yep. is as much about you as it is about me. Yep. And, but the whole, the whole event is structured in that way too, so that people can mm-hmm. be as much a part of it as they want to. Yep. Um, it was, it was just a really cool event. So we, we only took in shit five bands or something like that i mean we'll see frank yeah. well, against frank, me three nights we yeah. saw frank all three nights we saw let's against see the last me. night we saw against me the, the hold steady seven, yeah we saw hold steady and kaylee goldsworthy and then part of Corey brandon and part of Corey Brandon. Yeah. yeah um it was a lot even yeah. just going to those few yeah like we were really tired but it was and it was perfect for us <laughs> and i'm glad i mean 
four shows would have been great, but I think I only have the stamina for three. Yeah, four, like by the end and of that third one. Especially the acoustic show, because I have a very hard time not yelling at people when they're talking during acoustic yeah, shows. Yeah, that was one of the criticisms is they still, there still were problems with um, mm-hmm. with talkers. Yeah. So I was, luckily we avoided that. Yeah. It's the end of the third one, there were a couple, there were a few people that, they were kind of talking, but then they'd start singing along, and then they'd kind of talk, and oh. then they'd sing along, and I was like, and I think part of it was just being worn down, and like, even though I was having an amazing time, most, Being surrounded by people was starting to wear on me a little bit. At least like the people who we were right oh, behind, the they were awesome. the people in front of us were so fucking great. And we told them, I told them like the last night, I'm like, you don't know this, but for the last couple nights we've been standing behind you. And I just want to thank you for observing Frank's rule number one, don't be dickheads. Yeah. I said, you guys have been awesome to hang around. And, and we ended up talking to them for a while. They showed us they had got tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Um. They said they were from California. We mm-hmm. so we had a nice little chat with them, and it was just really... yeah. But they were just really into the music yep. and really respectful, and just yep. And they were having a good time. Yep. But they weren't intruding on anyone else's good time, and yeah. So the first act we saw, we should play some music because yeah. that's what we do here. So the first act we saw, and I think I'm, I know I've played this song before, but um, we saw Kaylee Goldsworthy finally. Mm-hmm. Um, doing her own music instead of just playing with somebody else, which she's a member of Dave Haas and the Mermaids. So Although talented. I've, I've apparently she's maybe not with them anymore. Apparently, based on what I've heard since. But anyway, we got to see her do her own music. Um, we were up close front to the mm-hmm. to the front of the stage, and yeah. it was so good. And she was just she only had twenty minutes, and she made every minute she, count. And yeah. she was awesome. So uh, we're gonna play one of her songs, and I've. Um, what do we want to, do you have, um, play the first one off her EP, Curse to Wander, I think I love that song. I don't even know where to start, five years away from the place that I wanted, I, I, I'm still standing.
Yep. Love that. Oh, she's so talented. So then we hung around briefly after her set and decided to say hi to her. She was back at her merchandise table selling mm-hmm. some stuff and got a chance to talk to her for the first time. Yep. And we were at the back of the line, which was nice because we didn't feel like we were rushed or anything. Mm-hmm. She was lovely. Oh. Just this, just so, so personable. personable and nice and yeah. grateful and had a great time talking to her. We talked about their, her last show with The Mermaid in Minneapolis, which mm-hmm. was the snowstorm show that we discussed on the last one of these. And, and yeah. how we wanted to see her in Vegas, but we had tickets to Lady Gaga. And she said, oh, well, I had tickets to share. So. Yeah. Uh, she was lovely. She almost I, I, missed her own show to go see Cher. Yeah. I'm so happy that we got a chance to, to meet her and see her mm-hmm. do her own music. And I can't and, wait to see her again. And thank her for being so amazing. Because, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it was really cool, too. One of the things, too, uh, that she mentioned on stage and several of the other performers mentioned, too, was how grateful they were to Frank Turner. Mm-hmm. He... Um, there are a lot of acts that he has brought out as opening acts that we like, and there are a lot of acts that we don't necessarily like. But one mm-hmm. thing that I give him a lot of credit for is that he is a big promoter of his friends' music. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. He's very loyal to them and gives them chances to be part of this event and other things he does. And and he was... I didn't see him, but he would stand by the side of the stage and watch people perform and just rock out. Yeah, he and- was up. he was up above... Um, there, there were a couple levels at House of Blues, and he was up above next to the stage, and several people on the, the group on Facebook were saying that they were watching him just, like, in heaven. And he mentioned several times during the event, like, how cool it was for him to just watch his favorite bands play all day. Mm-hmm. That's what this event is for him. It's a chance for him to book bands that he's really into mm-hmm. um, as part of, you know, opening for him and stuff. And he said several times, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they opened for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For several different groups. So, yeah. And the thing is, one of the things too about the smaller stage that I did not realize do you remember he had an event last year? It was like in the Catskills or something. It was like a songwriting conference. I barely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So he did like a weekend songwriting conference that people could sign up for and be part of. Several of the Nick Alexander stage acts were, were from there. People that he was impressed with there that he asked if they'd come and perform. Cool. Yeah. That's where he, he found them. So again, just a really neat thing um, mm-hmm. that he that he did did and does and oh so anyway after Kaylee we went over to the the main room we caught a little bit of Corey Brandon's set and mm-hmm. then the hold steady was on and of course we've seen the hold steady a bunch of times mm-hmm. always in the Twin Cities yeah it's it was really weird seeing them not in the Twin Cities yeah because <laughs> so many of their references and their songs are Twin Cities references mm-hmm. and we're used to like. Hey, that thing they're talking about is like right over there. Yeah, and everyone in the crowd knows it's right over yeah, there. And here we're in a crowd of, and there's they might have two Boston references in in their songs because I think didn't he go to BU? Oh, maybe. Maybe not. I might be getting that know. wrong. But anyway, there's a couple there's a couple Boston references. But yeah, um, it was yeah it was a little bit weird, but they were amazing. They did a 45 minute set and did one new song and a bunch of their usual familiar stuff mm-hmm. yeah um, we were down on the main floor for that but that was the only one we were down on the main floor for because it was starting to get a little crowded and i'm a lot more claustrophobic than i used to be yeah i'm, I'm glad old. i'm old too but um it was fun to see them play there and yeah it's always fun to see them so should we do a hold steady song yes. do you have a request of one of the songs they did or should i pick something randomly or oh, pick pick whatever you want all right Thank you. 
takeoff to catching landing. Sorry about the centerpiece, thanks for understanding. Saw salesman hard branding, Kapari commissions. I was sitting in the kitchen trying to guess where she was living now. Hotel room in Houston with the shades against the sunshine. Or maybe still in Scranton like it's 1999. When I saw rolling through with the entitlement crew. I wasn't all that into it, but there was nothing I could do about it. Now here's the church, here's the steeple. I like the party favors, but I hate the party people. Got distracted by the chorus when the kids all sang along. Both to the rogue set. I always really liked that song. You like that song too. I know that you do. I saw your mouth and all the words when you didn't know I was watching you. Everything is brittle and it's breaking apart. Your sister's in Seattle and she's sleeping with the sharks. I remember you used to play in this park. Thanks for listening and thanks for understanding. Can't you see how I feel to the band? Yeah, we got to say goodbye to you. Give my guess of the entitlement crew. You were, you were searching for some interesting facts about the whole study, and yes. was I correct about Boston College? You said, did you say Boston University or Boston College? I don't know. I meant Boston College. Okay, Is yeah, that that's where he went. Okay, and also we're pretty much the same age, which kind know. of freaks me out. Huh. I don't know why. Did you think he was older or younger? I thought he was older. Huh. A couple years. Yeah, I didn't know exactly. I figured he was somewhere, somewhere close. In the bathroom, too many kooks in the kitchen. It would probably be easier if I knew where she was living now. I know you probably feel the same way as I feel. Like I'm not sure we could pull off such an intricate deal. Now all of it's killer, but it's coming up quick. And your brother's in Boston, and he's acting like a dick. I remember back before we knew he was sick. Thanks for listening, thanks for understanding. Can't you see how I feel with a family? Never got to say goodbye to you. Give my best of the entitlement crew. Distant systems in the dark and people dancing. Thanks for listening, thanks for understanding. Not enough to the American rules. Give my best of the entitlement crew. So what's cool, well, there are a lot of cool things, but um, the whole study has done a, a few different multi-day kind of festivals or stints mm-hmm. of their own called uh, Massive Nights. Yeah. And they had Frank open for them at one of those in New York, I don't know, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. He flew in just for that and then flew right back home. Um, so now for them to be to play his thing, yeah, very cool. And he's such a huge fan of theirs. He has a he's a, has a hold steady tattoo. Mm-hmm. He's every time he comes to the Twin Cities, he does a hold steady cover. Yep. So, uh, yeah. so good. So that yeah. was a lovely way to start the events. Um, just to see a couple acts that we really really dig before Frank took the stage, and fortunately. Some dude who has an amazing ability to record things from the audience and make it sound like they're from the soundboard mm-hmm. recorded all the shows. Yep. So we have all of we have 
we're gonna play now um, seventy nine songs. From, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's I, apparently over the course of the four nights, mm-hmm. he did seventy nine different songs. I mean, a couple of them were repeated, but yeah, seventy nine different songs over oh my four nights. God, which that's remarkable in and of itself. Yeah, um, to do that many different songs and to have that. Yeah, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of good music. So. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What was the date of that show? I've got them here by uh, date. That was the seventeenth. Seventeenth. All right. So Frank Turner, Sleeping Souls, take a stage. Now that that night mm-hmm. was um, he kind of had. So the first night that we missed was an acoustic set. The second night, the first one that we saw was the tenth anniversary of his third album, which is called Poetry of the Deed. And as a result, the way that they did the set, it wasn't necessarily top to bottom. It was. All the songs off the album, plus some B-sides and other songs they were playing around that time period, mm-hmm. some covers that they did during the set that time. But it was all, it was essentially a 10-year-old set, although some of the songs they didn't really even do that frequently when they were promoting mm-hmm. the album. So it was cool to hear some rarities. Yeah. Um, what do you want to hear? There's, I, I feel like we should play one of the songs off the album and... For sure, the cover one the of the greatest day. one of the three covers. Yeah. So, okay, let's do the cover first. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he was he told the story of playing the BBC, and one of the shows that they have there. In addition to one of their own songs, they are mm-hmm. asked each performer is asked to perform a cover, but it has to be a cover of something in the top forty. At that very time, not just yeah. any top 40 song. It has to be a top 40 song from that period of time. And he said he had not listened to the top 40 in a long time. Mm-hmm. So they're traveling in a van and turned on top four, a top 40 station. Starting <laughs> with number 40. And yeah, they got and he through. he did not have very nice things to say about. They got through 39 songs yeah. before he found one that they could do something with. Yes. Which is a great story. <laughs> um, and oddly enough. That song is by a group called Take That. Mm-hmm. Now, we were familiar with Take That, but a lot of people in the audience, because Take That never really hit big in the U.S., yeah. uh, were not familiar. So he told the story. They're essentially the new kids on the block <laughs> in the U.K. Um, and people are always very surprised to learn that this song, which he put out on a Rarities album, but they don't necessarily realize it's not one of his originals. Yeah, and sometimes people come up to him and tell him how great that song is. Yeah, he's like, thanks, it's by a boy band. So... <laughs> Um, that's the lead in the song is called greatest day and here is Frank and the sleeping souls and their rendition today this could be the greatest day of our lives before it all ends before we run out of time Stay close to me Stay close to me Watch the world come alive tonight When you stay close to me Tonight this could be The greatest night of our lives Let's make a new start The future is ours to find Can you see it? Can you see it in my 
greatest day of our lives. Today this could be the greatest day So there you go. I tried to listen to the original after and I just couldn't because. Because his version is so superior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got the studio version too, so you can listen to that, which is good. Yeah. I do like some Take That songs. Yeah. They're good pop. Some of them are good pop songs. Mm -hmm. I don't have any problem with them. So um, yeah, it was was an amusing story, an amusing thing. So um, and sounded great. I, I can't get over the sound quality of these recordings, by the way. <laughs> That's like, holy shit, somebody recorded something, usually bootlegs. You know, I've got some good sounding bootlegs, but this might be it as far as sounding like it's off the soundboard, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was recording with, but kudos to that guy. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that guy. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I wasn't super familiar. I mean,. I knew a few songs off that album mm-hmm. that he had done. Yeah. And then the more he did them, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, oh, I yeah. remember that one. Yeah, there's a lot of good songs. And he's he's mentioned that it's been kind of an, an album that they've neglected. And now going back and relearning some of the songs, he's like, oh, some of this stands up really well. And mm-hmm. he's rethought parts of it. It was the first album that they really recorded as a band. Um, the other two albums, I think, were mo- more him. I don't know that the other band members were on that much the band mm-hmm. really hadn't formed until later you know it wasn't like they formed right away when he started performing solo um so some of the songs like the production is a little stiff on mm-hmm. on them i think in the studio version it's not my favorite album of his by any means yeah but before this before we went i had been listening to some of it too to reacquaint myself and i'm like holy shit there's some really good songs mm-hmm. that i'd forgotten about mm-hmm. on here so it's cool to hear him um resurrect that stuff Let's see. Do you have anything specific off of that? Do you I want keep coming to... back to Sunday Nights. Yeah, it's one that has been kind of a lost song. That's but it's so good. It captures. It's one of those songs that captures a feeling. Yep. And yep. That's what he does really, really well. Like my favorite songs of his, there will be just a little, yeah, a little part of the song that captures a certain like, oh yeah, the kind of night where nothing really happens, happens and, and everything, everything goes, goes down. down. <laughs> those kind of things. And yes, this song has that. Sunday nights are so surrender. And never lost and we'll never learn. We can still make this one to remember. It's Sunday night and we've time to burn. Tomorrow morning can wait its time. 
glasses and a razor toast To the memory game To the sleep that we lost Another weekend run to ground Another passing coat of red Painted across this town Now work is shallow and cuts it deep But who would waste two days respite You can't catch up on sleep So here we are, last chance saloon The ticking clock and the slow defeat It'll all be over soon to the breach Glary eyed the stuff of dreams always slips out of reach defiance dressed up in crumpled clothes protests played out with a headache we're starting late and we're going slow and though we know we have to be there We have tasted freer air, so we don't have to care. Sunday nights are slow to end Never lost and we'll never learn. We can still make this one to remember. Sunday night and we time to Um, one of the things that we both had mentioned that we were super impressed with was how this festival ran like a fucking train schedule. Oh man. So efficient. They had put out a schedule of when bands were performing so that you could figure out where you wanted to be when, Mm -hmm. make sure that if you wanted to see something on the smaller stage, you knew when it was, blah, blah, blah. And it ran 
exactly as it was supposed to. Bands yeah. started at the exact minute that they were scheduled to start, mm-hmm. and they play it exactly however long they were scheduled to yep. play. And uh, that was nice because for us only wanting to see certain acts, mm-hmm. it was nice to know, okay, we don't need to show up there and sit through an opener we're really not interested in. Yeah. And there were a couple of times we got there and it was like, you know, 10 minutes before Frank got on stage mm-hmm. or whatever, or whoever we were going to see. And yeah. Oh, it worked out great. Oh, yeah. So in addition to... Um, Especially with us being older and our bodies are not geared for that You anymore. know what, though? I felt really good. I felt really good that a lot of people on the Facebook group for this event uh-huh. were sharing similar stories. And it was not like... Wasn't it like, come on, knees, one more night, we yeah. can do this. And it was people like, yeah, this is what it's like being over 30. I'm like, oh, I thought it was like 45 or older. This is wonderful that yeah. we're in su- such good company. Yes. <laughs> um, so in addition to just the um, the the music and the, the festival, um, Boston. Let's talk about Boston. Yeah. So we stayed near House of Blues, which House of Blues is right across the street from Fenway. Mm-hmm. Um it was a great neighborhood. Oh gosh, I love where so we stayed. And it was so convenient staying there. No, I do have to say we paid up the ass for it. We stayed in a residence inn. But we would have paid up the ass anywhere. The thing is, this that particular weekend was the biggest graduation weekend in Boston, and I don't know if you know this about Boston, but they have a couple colleges, just just a few. <laughs> and uh, so apparently, Boston University was just down the street. Yeah, as a result of that, room rates were crazy high um, compared to what we would normally pay mm-hmm. anywhere else, for example. And we're so used to Vegas prices yeah, anyway. Yeah. So we're spoiled. But you know what? It's probably the the room that we stayed in, and it, like I said, residence in, so not an upscale hotel, but very roomy at least. Yeah, because we had a, let's see, there was a bed, there was a couch, there was a desk, there was yeah. a little kitchen area. It was, a, it was a. It was one of their smaller rooms, but it was... It was bigger spacious. than bigger than most standard yeah. hotel rooms because they have the kitchen area and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, and I was so thankful for the fridge because we went to Target and got yeah soda and we got water. Uh huh. Worked out well. Yeah. But it was probably comparable. Isn't that a? Was it? It was probably comparable to what we paid in Chicago. Yeah. So now Chicago was a more upscale hotel, but it wasn't mm-hmm. really that much bigger. Yeah. Probably about the same size room. Right, just different layout. Anyway, big city you're going to pay, especially when you have a weekend like that. But mm-hmm. The location was great. You know, we could walk to the event each night and yep. walk back afterwards, and it fa- felt fairly safe. Mm-hmm. There were tons of restaurants around there. Yeah. There were um, Red Sox games all weekend, so there was a an electricity, a vibe, a party mm-hmm. atmosphere there all through the weekend. Um, I don't, Yesterday, I found myself... Doing something that the only other place I think I've done this for is when we were in London. Yeah. I went on Google Maps and like retraced like the street view. I retraced the route from the hotel to House of Blues that we took each night. Just like, yep, this is exactly as I remember it. Of course, Mm -hmm. it was only a week ago. Of course, it's exactly as I remember it. But um, yeah. Yes. So that's a good sign that it was a good weekend that Mm -hmm. I'm doing that. Um I loved I loved where we stayed. Yeah, I did too. Um, let's see. So, while we were in Boston, we wanted to take in a little of the city mm-hmm. and some so, of the history. Yeah. So Saturday we got up and we did the Freedom Trail. Yeah, which is a fantastic way. I've got to say, oh, one of the things I was worried about with Boston, having not been there before. Now you had been there for work, but it didn't but really it was, get a chance to see stuff. No, and I was out in a suburb. Like oh, we drove okay. past Fenway, and then I was out in a suburb for work. 
and then so you drove really... back to the airport. I did not get a flav- a feel for the city at all. One of my worries about Boston, because <laughs> it is an older East Coast historical city, mm-hmm. was that it was going to be like Philadelphia, which I've been to Philadelphia for work, and we've passed through Philadelphia on you, the way to Atlantic City. You, I hate Philadelphia. Really? You, yeah. You've never said that before, ever. I, I, it's just, it was grimy. It was just I, a shitty... I, you're huh. going to say shithole again, aren't you? It, I am not a fan. I know. I, I there are some great bands from some there. Amazing bands, and I have a friend from Philadelphia. I, I have. Um, I know some. We've met very nice people from there. Mm-hmm. That aspect is fine. It's just the city itself feels shitty to me. I don't like being there. Yeah, it's dirty. Yeah. Um, Boston was not like that. Boston was clean and green and nice and. Felt relatively safe in the area mm-hmm. we were, and I just, I really, really liked it. Yeah, I liked the vibe a and lot. So for the Freedom t- Trail, we took a uh, we took a car to Boston Common to start the mm-hmm. the whatever three mile hike. Yeah. of all this historical shit, and we did just a self guided tour using an app mm-hmm. because we kind of like to move at our own pace. Yeah, and I'm so glad we did. I, it like, worked out. Doing really, a guided tour would have been tedious. Uh, uh, yeah, as fuck. I, I would have been I miserable. Mean, I appreciate the work people put into those, but it is not my thing. Yeah, the way we did it worked out really well for us. Yeah. Uh, we Yeah, so we we spent, I don't know how many hours, couple, three hours or something, and then we yeah. had lunch in there somewhere. And, yep, but and just then continued. Che- checking out a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. I, yeah. It was, it was cool. It was... Um, <laughs> yeah, like being from the Midwest, you stuff, don't see stuff is that's not old. as old. It's not as old as stuff in Europe. Right, well, yeah, yeah. But it's Relative still, to the U.S. Yeah. You know, that's where you want to go if you want to mm-hmm. see old shit. <laughs> yeah. Go to the East Coast, my friend. Yeah. But there was some really, uh, you know, we learned some really cool stuff. We got to see that, like, the balcony where the first deck, the Declaration of Independence was first read. Yep. And first of all, oh, we've got a couple historical things to talk about. Oh, oh. The Boston Massacre. Bullshit. How many people died? Like three? Three, three died. That's not a massacre. That's not a massacre. No. I, and I get that the and- population was like seven, but. <laughs> <laughs> I w- we both were like three. Three? What? No. No. I think massacre. You're saying I think at least a They're couple dozen. They're overstating it a little bit. Yeah, that's not a massacre. That's no. just a. That's a. You know. Yeah. That's Friday night in Frogtown. I. You know. <laughs> so that was uh, that was enlightening, mm-hmm. and then uh, the other thing that we learned was about Paul, Paul Revere. Revere. <laughs> The biggest takeaway from this trip, Paul Revere <laughs> loved to fuck. He loved to get it on. That dude had 16 kids. Mm-hmm. 16. Yep. So the British are coming indeed. <laughs> They're not the only ones. <laughs> and my theory is he just went for that horse ride to get out of the house. It's not the only thing he was riding. <laughs> Oh yeah, is that great? We we take in all this history. We come away from it. With, Paul Revere likes the, to fuck. The Boston Massacre was bullshit. And Paul Revere loved to fuck. That's what we, that was it. Those were our takeaways. That's Boston. <laughs> oh. Oh, the other thing though. What other thing? What else did we learn? Uh, women didn't get to do a lot of shit until like 1973. Oh, yeah. That became kind of the running gag through the yeah. tours, like. Oh, this, when did when did the women get to have a say? Yeah. Oh, the nineteen seventies. That's that's just great. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a very lighting tour. It was fun. I I loved. I I'm a history for su- I'm a history. For, I'm a sucker for history, and a history for suckers. But not in such a way that I like. 
like you want to study it. Yeah, no, I but I like seeing the stuff. I'm like, oh, I take in bits and pieces and find the interesting, the things that are interesting to me without having to spend the day at each location. Right. Uh, the one that I really was blown away with was the U.S. Constitution, USS Constitution. Oh, that was cool. Old Ironsides. So yeah, seeing that was cool. Um, just the impressive, like that ship, like holy shit, the the carvings in the wood mm-hmm. and just the level of detail and yeah. oh my god and that was impressive to see close up it's an actively commissioned ship right yeah they'll probably put it out to see and use it <laughs> oh no shit um, Ugh. um no it was cool to but to you had to there. go through security because yep. of that and the yep. security guys are hilarious yeah, whoever went through before us, I don't know where they were from, but the security guys made some crack about, at least you're not from Minnesota, oh, you betcha. And I'm like, hey. hey. <laughs> then we had a really lovely conversation with the security guards. Yeah. and We ended yeah. up talking about Britney Spears. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, People were very friendly. Now, that's we the other thing. pleasantly surprised I, by that. I, I was... I was very impressed with how nice everybody was. And obviously, the, the most of the people that we were encountering were in... A, a, a service industry. A service industry. But, but you know what? I've encountered plenty of service industry people that have been standoffish or gruff yeah, or just yeah. only as friendly as they need to be. Well, like the restaurant we went to Saturday night where we had to wait a while and the guy kept coming out and saying, oh, it's just going to be a few more minutes. And Yeah. No, it was... Um, everybody was very, very nice. And I get the yeah. impression like the, the people... Um, when they find out you're not from there, mm-hmm. they're very eager to tell you about their city. Yeah, very like proud the guy in the share. Red Sox clubhouse yep. thing. Yeah, we'll get to that too. But yeah. yeah, the again, same thing. Like everybody's like, oh, what do you think of it? Or, you know, just they want to share a little piece. Yeah. If you get a chance, if you're here for long enough, go to the North End. Yeah, all this. It's like, Cambridge. Or, yeah. Shit, man. That was, it was really, really that cool. That was really cool. I So I came away f- with it, from it feeling very good about the people there and mm-hmm. how, how nice they are mm-hmm. too. I love boston i want i'll go back there in a heartbeat oh like, yeah that's just great great place to visit yeah so and it helped that we had beautiful weather too the first day it oh, was yeah. rainy we had a little bit of rain but it didn't <coughs> it didn't disrupt then, our activities no we yeah it, and then the saturday that we walked around the freedom trail could not have been better weather yep it was just absolutely gorgeous then we came back to our room and had an epic nap oh yeah we did yeah, yep so, i love my sleep I, know. I appreciate a good nap so Especially much. Especially after hiking, you know, however, five miles or whatever we'd put on, mm-hmm. you know, between the Freedom Trail thing and just wandering, we put on quite a... So we're like, yeah, we're old. Let's go back to our room. Let's yeah. get crash. And, and then we didn't need to be at House of Blues. We were only taking in Frank that night, so we yeah. didn't need to be at House of Blues till like, what, 9.30 mm-hmm. or something? Um, so, you know, we grabbed dinner and then we went over there. And then the... So the second two nights that we were there, the last two nights... Um, one of them was supposed to be, what were the themes of his shows? One of them was like one the was, tw- world tour set list and then one was greatest hits. Yeah, and we're he, like, he, how does how do these differ? But he said, yeah, he said right away, he's like, there's some sort of theming here, but we're going to play some shit tonight and then we'll play some different shit tomorrow night. Yeah. And so it was almost like two back-to-back just hit pack shows. There's mm-hmm. a little repetition, but not much. Yeah. Um, so let's play one of the songs off of that Saturday night show. <laughs> so many. I'm scanning this out. <laughs> Listen, there's so many good songs. Do you have any? Do you have any stuff you want to hear? Uh, anything. It's all good. I know it is all good. All right, we'll play. <sighs> Uh, 
Sorry, I'm very indecisive. It's, yeah, it's okay. Do you want me to look at the set list? No, I got it. All right. In this song, I want to see every single person jump up and down when we get to the chorus in honor of war on women. Are you fucking with me? War on, war on women was one of the openers. <laughs> Not a literal war on women. That would no, be weird. That would be very weird.
So there was a guy. I, we didn't see him. But there was a guy that was wandering around at the shows that yeah. had a Polaroid camera that was offering to take pictures mm-hmm. of people, <laughs> which is really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that song. That's a fucking yeah. B-side. Like, how is that a B-side? How is that a B-side? So good. That, yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's like he performs it often. It's mm-hmm. not a lost B-side by any means. Yeah. But I love that song. And I do too. That, it, one it hit, get, that one hit me during the show. That one it, always hits me, especially lately because I had a friend who died a month ago. And, oh God! Uh. And this is the kind of thing that she would have loved. Yeah. Now this isn't necessarily her type of music. No. But she was one who traveled to see her favorite musicians, and yeah. Yeah. So, so that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. So what else? The yeah. next day, <laughs> this is a very linear trip report. Right. The next day, we went to a Red Sox game, and it was mm-hmm. the first time we'd been to Fenway. Yeah. And it was incredible. And we were hoping the weather would be a little better, but it ended up it being got okay. nice. Yeah, it started like an hour late because of a rain delay. Yeah. So we went to what was it called? The Boosters. The Club? Royal Rooters Club. The we were Royal very Rooters fortunate. Club. I got okay. some. I. Uh, oh. One of the one of the things about Fenway that I had heard many times is that, and I had heard too, because it's a hundred some years old, hundred twenty yeah. years old or whatever. People were shorter back then. People were tiny back then. Yeah, and, they did and, not build things for people who <laughs> like to live life to the fullest. Exactly. So I like, but they do have some newer sections and stuff. So I did a lot of research on seats mm-hmm. and where would be a place that might be somewhat comfortable to sit. Yeah, and and then I applied that to available tickets on StubHub, Mm -hmm. and we came up with seats that were the very front row of a section in the outfield, lower level, Mm -hmm. right over the visitor's bullpen. Yeah. And it wasn't a regular row. It was actually a wheelchair row, Mm -hmm. but they have companion seats as well, and you don't have to be... They're season tickets. You don't have to be in a wheelchair to sit there. And in fact, a lot of the row was empty, which is kind of weird. But um, So I was in a folding chair, yeah, but you, you were could, in a regular chair. Yeah, but you could adjust that back and forth. Oh, I had. Oh, you I, had we, so much room. It was so great. and there was like, there was a walkway behind us between that and the next row. Yeah, for vendors and stuff. So we had more space than we could have ever needed. It was wonderful. It was like first class, man. It it, totally, great. it was a great place to sit, and um, and we had a great view, and we were right over the bullpen and got to watch the. the oh my god! Warm watching up. the pitchers warm up, you didn't. I. I've seen baseball games. Many. <laughs> but watching the ball at that angle and how fast it goes by. Yeah. It's a little scary. The smack in the catcher's glove. You're like, holy shit, that hits hard. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. Um, it was a great place to see a game from. And, and then taking the history of Fenway as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But we had, so because these were season tickets, um, we had access to the season ticket club, which is called mm-hmm. the Royal Rooters Club. And it's a little restaurant and bar area. And we hung out there during the rain delay. We yeah. had a meal, you know, we had some food. Mm-hmm. We had nachos. We had, yeah, we had nachos and what a spring roll. Mm-hmm. Shit was expensive in there, but oh, yeah, again, but, we're on vacation. Fuck right. it. Right. Uh, but it was great to ride out the rain delay in there. Yep. And then when we saw that they'd pulled the tarp <laughs> off and they had a new starting time, mm-hmm. went to our seats, the, the rain had cleared off and mm-hmm. they wiped down our, the, they wiped down the seats. Yep. So it was great. It was like we couldn't have worked out better that we yeah. had that access um, to 
to to deal with with the rain delay, mm-hmm. and then the game was really fun. Oh yeah, Fenway is it's cool. I loved seeing that old ballpark. That was amazing. I didn't know. I had a feeling like I'm. I thought, well, I know I want to see it, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling I'm going to come away from it going, ah, they can tear it down. I don't feel that way at all. That's cool. That's a cool mm-hmm. piece of history. Just where the like underneath the underneath the the seats where all the vendor shit is. Mm-hmm. Like it just yeah. It's like oh, this is a step back in time. Like this feels old, mm-hmm. but in a very charming like yeah. they've made it work yes i dig it i thought it was really cool so i'm glad we got to see that mm-hmm. i i had it that was a great day yeah and it was interesting because they had some like led screens and electronic stuff but a lot of it wasn't yep a lot of it was manual and yeah. some of the stuff just blended in with with yeah. the woodwork and stuff yeah it was and they've got a ton of like little historical things like player handprints and Mm -hmm. um statues and things and the club we were in they had a bunch of they had a baseball from every world series bunch of memorabilia in there yeah yep so i'm kind of a sucker for that kind of stuff too i like when Mm -hmm. they um i like when a ballpark pays tribute to its team's history and yep uh, i'm really glad we went so it was a a red sox astros game Mm -hmm. and Red Sox won. I don't remember what the score was, yeah. but it's always fun to see the hometown win. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of either. I don't care. I was indifferent really as far as who mm-hmm. who was going to win. I just wanted to take in the the day and sit outside. The weather was lovely once the rain cleared, and um, yeah, had a great time. Yeah. So if you're a baseball fan, I highly recommend a trip to mm-hmm. Fenway for sure. Now it's unless it, you're a Yankees fan, then just eh, fuck don't them. Go. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I, it's hard for me to compare Fenway to the other ballparks we've seen because it's yeah. a, it's it's a because it's, it's so old. Because yeah, everything it's else, different. Yeah, like I like the new ballparks that are made to feel like a, an old ballpark, mm-hmm. but um, but with a lot of modern conveniences. Yeah, but I so I would have a hard time like ranking this with the others because it's just different. Now, once we oh, see yeah. Wrigley, it'll be different. But how was the bathroom? It was fine. They had they had urinals. I was fully expecting a trough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the bathroom's fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, no complaints. No complaints there. Mm-hmm. I totally expected that to be like a walk back in time, but oh, nah, yeah. they were modern. That's good. Yeah. I had a lobster roll. It was expensive, but it was delicious. That was my Boy. goal. I wanted to have a lobster roll. Some kind of seafood. I had. Uh, I did not have seafood at the ballpark. I had. Yeah. I, I did at other times, but. I had some scallops at one of the restaurants too, and those were delicious. I had a really good blackened salmon. What was that? Was it a sandwich? Oh, was that a... Something um, with blackened salmon that was de-fucking-licious. Was that mac and cheese, or was that something else? No, it was a sandwich or something. Okay. No, the mac and cheese had um, shrimp in it, though. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the food was really good. We didn't really have any plans as far as food, so it's not like we had mm-hmm. researched stuff. Yeah. But um, the places that we chose to, eat were, chose to eat were very good. Oh, that donut shop was so good. What was that called? Blackbird Donuts? Yep. Oh man, I love a good donut. donut. You do more than I. I I like a good donut, but you. I was very pleased with our with our meal there. (laughs) Rightly so. Uh, We should play another song. Yeah. So we'll play. So after the, uh, actually, we'll play a couple songs. So after I have to switch apps. After our day at Fenway, we had a little bit of time. We grabbed dinner, and then we went over to House of Blues, and we caught Against Me for the first time, which is a band we wanted to see for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think played... we caught 
a couple of their songs when they opened for Gaslight Anthem once. Really? I think so. No shit. I I want to say that we like came in on the very very end of their Whoa. set. Now I'm bummed out we didn't see them then. Oh. Um, yeah. <coughs> so I'm you've stunned me with this news. Oh. I'm gonna have to research this. I'm not, yeah, I need to verify this, but I could have sworn that we saw like the last couple songs of one of their sets. Oh, huh, crazy. Yeah, so it was good to see against me. I was really happy we took in their set, and they were were amazing. They were just a really, really good band. A lot of energy, really good songs. So let's play one of their songs. saw them so i'm just gonna play another song in the background um what else 
then I guess it was, I guess the last thing of the whole trip before we went home the next day was the last of the Frank shows. Mm -hmm. And this was supposed to be the greatest hits set, which it Mm kind of was. But like I said, not that different, not that different in terms of the overall vibe is the night before. I think so. the, The last two nights were a lot higher energy than the first night. Which that is we technically sec- the second night. Yeah. I guess the... Um, so of the three nights we saw, the second night had more stuff off of the newest album. Yeah. And the last night was more was, older stuff. Right. Um, all really good. Mm-hmm. And by that point, Frank was exhausted. Oh, man. The audience was getting exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to play... We'll play a song or two, but I want to play before the encore. You can hear it in his voice. Mm -hmm. Just this is the emotion of the weekend coming to an end. Yeah. Let me uh, jump ahead a little bit here. And the hold steady and loud and white white. Okay. All I ever really wanted to do was be in a band. Maybe play a couple of shows. And if anyone ever knew the words, that would be pretty fucking cool, but it wasn't required. And I started doing it and, and, and it... This is just incredible. Like, this and I'm so very very grateful for it thank every single one of you for being here you have no idea thank you so much give yourselves a round of applause you want a few more songs we finish this shit off properly so I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip this one I'm gonna play um I'm gonna play the last couple songs okay
You hear how his voice was breaking down oh, there at the man. end. That's a high note to hit any time. Right, but, but yeah. after singing nonstop for four days yeah. and going, he went to all the events <laughs> and all the panel stuff. And mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, and the band was just so tight still. Yep. So this was a cool, um, a cool moment for the crowd, I thought. Yeah. We'll hear this in a second. I just remembered, all weekend there's one song we're missing, we didn't do one song. I am as fucking tired as I've ever been in my adult life. My voice is fucked, and we're gonna do one more song and we're gonna do it together. And I need you guys to sing it with me. Maybe I need you to sing it for me, are you guys gonna do this for the one more? <laughs> my name's Frank Turner, I come from London, England. And I'm proud to fucking be here, and I'm grateful to be here. Thank you very much. This song, I wrote this song about you. This song's called The Ballad of Me and My Friends. Everybody's got themselves a plan. The rest of us are DJs or official pop photographers. Tonight I'm playing another Massachusetts show.
Perfect ending. Oh man! Yeah. Whole crowd singing. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to hell. Yes, <laughs> but we'll have all the best stories to tell. Uh huh. Yep. What a what a wonderful festival. It was so great. Yep. Uh I it's just, just one of those things that like your soul needs. Yep. I will. Uh, what else? Like. I, I, how is anything going to top that this summer? Yeah. <laughs> that was just as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. The music, the city, the sights, the game, all of it just yeah. made for one of those weekends. So. And then just like, getting away and not having any responsibilities. Yep, and, and just, it being something different. You know, yeah. I, I love our Vegas trips like no other, but, but it's nice to do something different. It's good to mix it up. Yep, and we've definitely had some really great experiences doing that the last few years. So, yeah. where are we going to go next year? I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yep. So, what else? Anything Unfortunately, else? we will not be going to Lost Evenings 4 in Germany. No, it's in Berlin. <laughs> Although, luckily, we tipped our friend Thomas off to it, and he got tickets. Yeah. So, so we'll be living vicariously through him. Yep. Um, and then, I, I've got to think. So, then that'll be, uh, let's see, what was what album would that be? He puts out an album a year, pretty mm-hmm. much. What was before England Keep My Bones? Uh, let's see. Because he was saying that one's going to be twenty twenty one, and I'm hoping that is in a. Place. It's going to be in London, doesn't it? <coughs> Maybe. He's got to go back to London for that, or, or somewhere in the in the UK. I would think yeah. for an album about England. Well, pack your bags, friend. <laughs> yep. We need to get back there anyway. That's true. I don't remember what album was in between. I should know. Tape deck heart? No, no, that no, was that after. was after. I don't know. Um, I've got them all on here. I just I don't have the years aren't necessarily right on uh. some of these. Maybe there was one wasn't one in between. Hmm. Anyway, um, I just keep tripping that we saw Frank, the loved ones with Dave, and Gaslight Anthem all, all in the night. same night. I know. I know. Like, and if we had known then, <laughs> yeah. Like, how many great shows we were going to see as a result of that one show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, and then all the other bands we would discover as a result of those. Yeah. I know we've discussed this before, but like, yeah, that one night was. It just it, led to a lot of a lot of really good things. Yeah. Yep. Um. One other thing that's going on that's not related to Lost Evenings is our mm-hmm. baseball team is kicking some major fucking ass this it year. It is magical. I don't know what's happening, but I'm just enjoying the ride. I've been a Twins fan since the age of 10 or 11 or something like that, and I've never seen anything anything close. Even our world championship teams, mm-hmm. nothing like this. Nothing like this where every night you're like, well, are they going to you know, you expect them to score 10 or more runs right, almost. Right, Who's going to hit the dingers tonight? Yeah, it's just insane. This yeah. has been, it's been a fun time to watch a baseball fan. It's hard not to look ahead and go, this is the year. <laughs> I know, but um, Seattle had that happen. I know, and you, you know, it's a long I, I season. I want them to, yeah, I want them to sustain it throughout the season and the postseason. The good thing is, it's like, this shit makes for a fun summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're only at the end of May, and it's been a fun month and a half already or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, 51 games or whatever they've played. Yeah. Holy shit. And they've hit, what, 102 home runs yep. now? Oh, yeah, they're, they're on pace to break some records and mm-hmm. 
Oh, so that's been an amazingly fun thing yes. added to our lives. Yeah. And and I switched jobs. You have a new job? Congratulations. Awesome. You're, you're very happy again? I'm extremely happy. This is a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like night and day. Hooray. Hooray for happiness and a good place and mm-hmm. being at a good place in life. Yeah. My only complaint right now is this stupid cough. Yeah, I know. What the hell? It's got to go away soon, doesn't it? I hope so. Well... is it? Does it seem like it's getting better? I don't know. Damn. Because back in 2014, it was around for months. I know. And I don't want that to happen again. I know. So I'm trying a bunch of different tricks. I know. I can't believe it's taken this long. I know. You're defective. I'm sorry. We're going to have to return you. <laughs> to where? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, it'll get it'll get better soon. I just yeah. hope it doesn't last all summer. That would suck. I know. All right. Anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, nothing I can think of. I mean, we could talk about Survivor, but yeah, it was a fun season until the end. Yeah, then, then Devin got should have won. Yeah, uh, I think we've pretty much expended our. Yeah. I feel bad for anybody who hates Frank Turner who's listening to this. I would hope that they probably. Or I'm guessing they didn't stick with this with it mm-hmm. but fuck it this is how, for us how can you hate frank turner though i don't know i mean i'm sure we have people who listen to this who aren't into the same music we are yeah but if they've listened to this before they know that we play a lot of the same artists over and over again mm-hmm. so um this one was an especially frank centric <laughs> show but there are reasons it's for not that. gonna end we always oh i'm gonna end with one more song mm-hmm. and we'll do it from so this is the song that the name of the festival came from Yep. I think it's called Lost Evenings. This is a song called Try This at Home. And we'll be back in either a month or in a year. We don't know. Or somewhere mm-hmm. in between. Thanks for listening. Bye. That's inherent the Because no one else is taking it. Come on to your west. Before the moment of us. Invented to the skin. Not done yet. No, no. I realized 10 seconds into that. Oops.
Are you left tenting in? I'm like, that's not the one with the lyrics. But but I love that song anyway. I love that song anyway, and I he played that two nights. This is better. Yeah. We're almost on the guest list, but we're always stuck in traffic. We've voiced our close associates up and by that parts. They're chatting up the it girls and they're tearing up the charts. While we were playing the coppers to get our rounds into the bar. We were the C team with the almost famous old friends of the stars. Boston friends. Would you welcome back to the stage the sleeping soul? Now Dustin is the last of the great romantic poets. He's the only one among us who is ever gonna make it. We planned the revolution from a cheap Southampton bistro. I don't remember details, but there were Boys with banjos, tears us in doors. He's standing on a wooden chair and he sings songs. He slays dragons and he's losing all his hair. And Adam is the resurrected spirit of Grand Parsons, implied in some of Einstein, living in South London. But no one's really clear about Tommy's job description. It's pretty clear he's vital to the whole damn operation. Change our ways. We will proudly hear me when the.